0: What manner of love the Father has given to us, that we should be called children of God. So also, we should love one another. Hey guys, welcome to Called by Love. I'm Travis.
1: And I'm Nick.
0: And we're really happy to have you with us today. We just would like to read our mission statement before we get started. We aim to have respectful conversation as two well-intended Seventh-day Adventist Christians will unpack topics and seek God. We have a passion for Jesus and His call to love, and we'd love for you to join us. And as we'd like to do every podcast, Nick, would you have us an opening prayer?
1: Yes, of course. Father, thank you for being so good to us, so kind, so loving. Help us to show You show your love to those around us so they know that we know you. Uh, Go with us, bless us uh, as only you can. Amen.
0: Amen. All right. So, Nick spoke about it on our last podcast, but this week, or this week, I guess, this episode, it's only a few days later, we have the topic, Mm -hmm. The Origin of Evil. And, Nick, I'm going to let you get us started into this really exciting topic.
1: Absolutely. This this is a question I hear from time to time, and it, it is the question of if God is good, then why did He create the devil?
0: Hmm.
1: Travis, why why did God create the devil, or did He?
0: Well, God created everything. This is our biblical understanding. Nothing is made outside of uh, God's will for it to exist. He loves to create, and he wants to create to uh, create beings that can love and enjoy and just exist in what he would have considered uh, a perfect society of love. And in that society, he did create Lucifer. And uh, Lucifer was created as a perfect being. But because God exists in this Free will, society of other-centered love, free will very much being a real thing. Our own choices dictate who we're going to become, especially as these beings were all eternal. They're going to live forever. This was the way that God intended all created beings uh, to exist with no death in sight. Um, Lucifer actually would be the one that we attribute the creation of Satan to. Uh, A series of choices, a series of thoughts, a path that he chose to take. That took him from this angelic being, this perfect being, into the iteration of Satan, the, the bringer about of evil uh, in the heavenly realms. It's not unlike Hitler and his mother. You could knock on Hitler's mother's door and get furious at her and be like, How could you do this? Why did you create this monster? You know, look at all the stuff he's done. Like, what did you do wrong? And maybe, maybe she wasn't a perfect mother. Realistically speaking, she created a little boy named Adolf. She did not create Hitler, uh, the the Nazi leader that did all the atrocities. She created a little boy, and through a series of choices, Adolf himself became the Hitler that we know today in history. And uh, that is very much how we should view Lucifer in who he was, and Satan in who he has now chosen to become. So
1: God is not evil by creating a devil. The devil came about because of his own choices then?
0: Yeah, free will. This is a concept. If God is love, love demands freedom. If you have a being or a robot that says, I love you, Nick, and it has to say that, it's not true love. It's not real love. If, if you have a being that can choose to love you or not, like your kids presumably love you, I would imagine... Is a very different feeling coming from them than a robot that you would program to say how wonderful you are and how much they love you. Your kids are doing it out of free will. They're doing it out of their learned experiences, and they've decided, I love you, Dad. And this is the type of love that God wants, and that's how this society operates. Everybody choosing in this beautiful way to live for others, live for God, and this harmonious uh, society that he had and that he had had for an eternity past. But because free will exists, bam, there has to come about a point in time, likely in forever, uh, when people venture towards wickedness, people decide to, I mean, Lucifer likely had no idea at first what these feelings were, because it would have been foreign to the heavenly realms. It would have been foreign to the ways that they were operating, just like bringing about a new language, a new concept, And it would be a series of choices to where very likely Lucifer eventually realized he was in opposition to God and clearly stuck it out anyways.
1: Okay. So God is, God is love, right? Yes. Okay. So God is love. That's, that's first John uh, chapter four, most of chapter four, but love does require a choice. And so God's kingdom or his government is actually predicated on free will then and this free will has to have the choice to choose opposition to him is, it, is that what i hear you saying
0: it, it is nick and it's <laughs> this idea of opposing god i'm sure that none of us would like to go down in history as the bringer about of evil but that is the role that Lucifer is playing in the history of the universe, to have these feelings come about, to have this selfishness really rise up, this idea that he could exalt himself and become like God, become like Jesus, and, and, and exactly the series of events that, that would follow that would bring about all evil that we have today. Okay, so
1: Satan and Lucifer are the same, correct?
0: Uh. Yes, they, they are the same being, but at very, very different time periods. Um, gotcha. Gotcha. There, there, there is a before and after kind of like certain characters throughout time have decided to change their names when they become famous celebrities at some point. And he's that formerly known as, and now he is known as something completely different because gotcha. he is playing a completely different role than he was playing prior.
1: Okay, so God is love, and Lucifer seems to have changed to Satan. And Mm.
0: does God change at all? God is unchanging. That's something we can count on. That's something uh, biblically supported time and time again, that God is love. This is a definite statement, and uh, God is in one corner, and Lucifer is drifting further to the other corner. And what you can see is he's brought about an idea. He's not necessarily another heavenly champion to fight him in a boxing ring or anything. They're not equal parties, but the idea itself is something complicated. When Lucifer comes about and brings all this brings all this out of himself and he decides he's becoming more and more selfish, more self-impressed to become like God, to become like Jesus, why can't he? Why can't he be exalted? Why can't he be glorified? Why can't he move up in the ranks? Um, he's brought about an idea that is very powerful. And it takes time because if God were to simply wipe Lucifer out of existence, the idea remains. And in a free will society, we'd like to think if there was another, you know, idea that springs about, we don't just murder that person immediately. That would cause a shockwave and people would say, whoa, what was the idea? Because it was foreign to everybody else in the heavenly realms as well. I mean, that government had no idea what to make of all this. But if God had responded in some quick, hastily execution of Lucifer for dare defying him, God essentially almost proves Lucifer right.
1: So so what you're saying is actually that God is being loving by allowing the devil to exist? Is, is that what I'm hearing?
0: Free will. Fr- freedom is needed for love to exist. And if God is love, freedom is going to remain. And so, yes, uh, God is actually being loving to everybody, allowing us all to see just what The devil's decisions and the devil's way, the devil's government brings about. And everybody can see throughout time what God's way and how God's way opposes all these terrible things that are happening around us in the world.
1: I I like that. I like that you pointed out that there are two separate kingdoms now. There's the kingdom of God and there's the Mm -hmm. kingdom of Satan. And so God points out that he's unchanging. Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forever. So his kingdom is based on love. And Satan's kingdom, how does that go?
0: Satan's kingdom, um, as I've said before, this principle of other-centered love uh, that Jesus brings back to the forefront, loving others, loving God. If you're existing under this pure law and you have an understanding of what love is. You have this utopia. You have this peace. You have this joy. You have this. Everybody's looking out for each other. Everybody's loving each other. Everybody's wanting each other to have a great life, a great existence. And the devil's kingdom is one of selfishness. It's one that is self-consumed. It is one that wants to not be content. God's kingdom beings were content. They were content with their place. They were understanding of where they were at. And they were just joyful and thankful for the existence that they had received. And Lucifer, uh, his way is a discontent. It is a selfishness that springs up all sorts of evil to where when you become self-consumed, when you're not thinking of others, when you're thinking of only yourself, you can do so much great evil. And we see that daily, hourly on this planet. I'm glad we don't have eyes to see every bit of evil that takes place on a daily basis because we know that our all-knowing God experiences all these things and he is aware of them and we very much know he is not in favor of evil.
1: Absolutely. That, that's actually very powerful that God feels the evil and it hurts him, but he puts up with it Because he has to allow the plan of evil or Satan's idea to actually take fruit to show what his kingdom would come to so that he can stamp out this idea that his way is not the best way Mm -hmm. that. Yeah. That's actually very, very powerful to me. Can you explain
0: a little bit more about that? I mean, so essentially we have God experiencing every single funeral that's ever taken place with only love that God possesses for his created beings. And he sees every suffering, every pain, every hardship, every calamity, every death. You know, like ourselves, we struggle, we lose a loved one and it rocks our world. It it, it breaks us to the core because this isn't something we were meant to experience. This evil, this death, this suffering is not something that we were actually meant to go through. And it's foreign. We are repulsed by it. We try to block it out. We try to get distracted, but it's there. God is is existence. God brings about all things and He is aware. Not a sparrow falls that He is not aware. There is so much going on in this planet and our God feels every little bit of it yet he endures because he is fair and because free will exists and in love he's allowing satan's government to play out and every being will see exactly what this way of selfishness and looking inward looking to self wanting to exalt ourselves and uh, become powerful there's certain idols that we grip in this world and and those are the way of Lucifer we got you know People are seeking pleasure. They're seeking money. You know, it's, there's all these false, false gospels, so to speak, to happiness. And uh, God's proving day by day that love, it's all, it's all about love. Coming back to love, existing in love, God is showing complete ownership of this concept of perfect love. And Satan's concept is leading us to a lot of suffering in the years to come and currently.
1: Absolutely. What do you think that uh, Adam and Eve's role, how did we get caught up into this war?
0: Right. It's a very interesting biblical narrative to where God presents humanity with a perfect garden called pleasure, full of all animals and fruits and we assume flowers and all these beautiful things. And he says one thing. He says, that tree you may not eat. For on the day that you eat of it, you'll surely die. This is the direct result of evil. This is the re- direct result of evil is incompatible with forever. It's incompatible with God's loving kingdom. And uh, that direct result is death. So we, we go to the garden and we see Eve, our scapegoat. This person that we attribute, oh, you know, it's on her. No, no, it's it's on all of us. And uh, Eve just happened to be going by this tree that likely one or two close. And the devil was granted access to this garden uh, to uh, try to establish his kingdom on earth. To pretty much say, hey, God's not fair. Just as I've said in heaven is what I'm telling you now. He is not who he says he is. He is not actually telling you the straight truth. There's actually more to experience. You guys are in a little test tube, and there's more things out there. And uh, this whole idea was alluring to Eve. And uh, essentially, she takes a bite of this fruit uh, that God clearly warned against. Fast forward Adam. He sees the situation and makes his decision as well to bite the fruit. That God had uh, told them that they may not eat, or if they do, they would surely die. And they felt immediate difference. Uh, something came over them. You know, this is not the tree of knowledge of evil. It's the tree of knowledge of good and evil. There's a whole lot of confusion going on in Adam and Eve. But all they know is they are naked, they are afraid, they are ashamed. And they are scared because they have a realization that they have screwed up and something is fundamentally wrong with existence now. So,
1: we incidentally joined Satan's side because Adam and Eve made that mistake. So, what I actually want to pull out here is that they had the ability to judge who was right, God or Satan.
0: They did. They had animals. They had beauty. They had delicious fruit. Well, We can only imagine what the original garden uh, of pleasure as it would be, what this original garden was like to experience. And there was only one way, <laughs> one way that they could screw it up. And uh, coincidentally, as all have sinned, uh, so did the very, very first two humans on this earth and thus satan and his idea took stranglehold of earth and god immediately shows up and essentially says yeah there's going to be a lot that happens now
1: so we actually become the center of the universe because we are in conflict we have joined opposition to god and It's almost like God put us on quarantine until this is over. Does this come to an end at some point?
0: Yes, definitely. This is not something that is lasting forever, but you're right that, you know, not like the early scientists, as we may call them, uh, they, they would assume that the earth was the center of the universe. Then they started to realize this was not true. But with regards to the great controversy the 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 big argument the big decision versus god being fair or lucifer actually having validity in his rebellion against god we are now center stage in an eternity we believe in an eternal god and yes we are living right during the time of an eternity where evil has come about and god through love is letting it play out and will it end yes 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 it will Nick. I'm uh, so glad because <laughs> yeah, right right there in Genesis we talked about it last time there was a promise and a plan of salvation was created and that plan of salvation gives us a substitute and that substitute allows us to then accept him and fall in love with him fall in love with God's ways you know we're not earning this salvation but at the end of all things evil will be done away with. This can't last forever. This is a plan that is taking place. And like I said at the end of last podcast, God wills that nobody perish. He wants everybody to come to him. Every minute stalled is a moment where another person can live eternally with him. And God wants relationship with all of us, no matter where we're at. And it is promised throughout the biblical narrative that this is all going to come to an end, but it's been quite a ride uh, for humanity.
1: Yeah, I want, I want to go back to actually to, to Lucifer. So he, while he's Lucifer, he's actually called the father of lies by Jesus. So mm. the way that he were fared in heaven, is that the same? Do you think that's the same as what he is attacking humans with at this point?
0: Yeah, yeah. He, he's subtle. He doesn't outright come out and say, hey, you want to be evil incarnate with me? He makes something interesting. He makes something tantalizing. He makes something a temptation. You know, I mean, Lucifer was in the very presence of God. There was a ranking of angels and he was right there at the top. And so he had an inside knowledge of God. He, he saw these things. And, and as he began to become more self-consumed, he actually held sway over other angels. Other angels would say, huh, he, he's actually there, and they became confused themselves.
1: Yeah, the idea that he was first in charge, he should have known God more than any other angel, right? And so what does Lucifer want that he didn't have when he was in heaven?
0: Uh, Lucifer wanted to be like God, he he wanted to be Jesus. He wanted to create. He wanted to be exalted and to move up, uh, move up in the ranks of heaven. He thought that there would be upward mobility. You know, I can be a cashier, then I'll be a manager, then I'll own the whole you know company. That, that this was the mentality within, and he was he was discontent. And so, one thing you asked that I remember now: uh, is it the same way that he tempts us today? Yes, he wants to suggest to us. That our God is not who he says he is, that our God is not who he says he is in the biblical narrative, that God is love, that God is good, that God is the cause of your suffering. And and today, there's a lot of anger towards God because of suffering. And the devil is very, very fervently trying to spin this narrative in our souls, in our minds, in our hearts of, hey, you're going through a rough time. That God must not be so good. He's letting this happen to you. And uh, maybe he's not who he says he is. There, there's a subtle nature in which the devil pries us away from God. And uh, usually there's maybe a seed of doubt. And then there's a misrepresentation of who God is, a misrepresentation of why you're going through what you're going through, and a suggestion of how you should react. And uh, we don't want to be taking advice uh, from Satan.
1: So the, the, the word game, the the mind games, that seems to be the, the strongest temptation or the strongest tool that satan has to try to undermine god and that comes back to the ideas the idea of we have something better than god's way and i want to bring that back because in revelation uh, chapter 12 verse 7 it says that there was war in heaven in in greek that word war is the same word that the word politics is derived from. So there's the interplay of ideas that are at opposition. So there's two different camps in which you can put yourself and, and you start to hate the other side, at least that's what our political climate seems like today. And, and you have two idea wars happening not physical wars but idea wars and that really hits home for me when we have this mental warfare that's something that god and satan are struggling over us about so we are actually the center of the conflict not even this earth but each individual
0: Yeah, for sure. We're on an individual level. We are territory, and the devil wants to exalt himself. He wants to be like God and he wants to own every soul he can get. It's not that he likes us, it's that he's greedy. It's not that he champions us and loves us unconditionally like God does. It's this battle over our hearts and souls and minds that is going on constantly. If you just look, for things in our media in our news all these different suggestions that are being pushed about but there's a war for the hearts and minds of, of all of us that is clearly going on where there's a suggestion that hey let's not be loving Let, let's not forgive let's make people feel it when they wrong us you know like there's a lot of selfishness hey you got to make decisions for yourself you know hey you got to listen to you you're the only person that matters and and, and your upward mobility and do what you want you know, do, do everything that you want in this life and make it all for you. And it goes directly against uh, what God's all about.
1: That's absolutely true. I actually see a lot of anger, a lot of anger towards us from Satan. And one of the reasons why there's so much anger towards us is that we're in created in God's image and that he hates God because he hates love. He hates God's rules, actually. He seems to have rebelled against God's rules, and God's rules are love. It's the Ten Commandments. That's the same principle that has always existed. The the Ten Commandments, Jesus says, the first and greatest commandment, and this is in Matthew 22, Hmm. is to love the Lord's your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind. And the second is like it, which is to love your neighbor as yourself. And and so loving each other is simply an extension of loving God. And these rules are things that are keeping us in harmony with God. And and Satan coveted, that's the last commandment, he coveted God's place. He coveted Jesus' power and his position in heaven. And so he started there and he worked backwards. He started to lie. He started deceit. He started to try to convince the other angels that there was something more for them and there was something greater. And yet he rejects God in his way, which is the greatest way. And and God's way says that I am so self-sacrificing that I will come and I will die in your place, that you don't have to die, even though you've made a decision that goes against me. He says, I'll forgive that as long as you come into relationship with me, and you then get to have the reward that's not yours, that is mine. However, I'm so kind that this is my principle. This is what I will do. This is the love that I show towards
0: everyone. This is a battle of two ideals, two ideas. And uh, with these ideas, you have two battling philosophies. And uh, within these philosophies, you have in one corner love and you have in the other corner selfishness. So uh, being other-centered, being self-centered. And uh, it starts off at the tree in the garden, but it very much correlates with the tree in Calvary. Because like I said... At that time, it wasn't like two boxing match heavyweight moments, but at the cross, we got to see the greatest evil, killing the Son of God, and the greatest good, the Son of God dying for us because he loves us so much. This is a classic universal tale that will be told for an eternity to show just who God is. I mean, heaven had no idea just how good God was. They they were told God was good. They were enjoying their existence. But once evil comes about, the propensity for good, it, it, it's like a scale. You see, wow, in the face of all this evil, the good to overcome it is so much more overwhelming. It's so much more well-placed. Now we see just how far God is in the good corner. He's hugging it. You know, he is good. He is love. And that's what the whole biblical narrative kind of shows that this is a great controversy to show just what love is to show just what satan's way is and it's certainly not certainly not going to be around forever thank god
1: absolutely the calvary that you you pointed to the cross that was the biggest mic drop that god could have done so he, uh, he, he came in and he, he said you want to see what love looks like? I'm going to stretch out my arms and I'm going to lay down my life and I'm going to show you. I'm not going to tell you. Words, words are not the same as actions. Actions mm-hmm. definitely speak louder. Here I go.
0: And it's, he says, it's over. It's unbelievable because <laughs> all in the Bible, there's that Old Testament narrative talking about how Satan wants to elevate himself. And the things that he desired pretty much to be in the place uh, that God sits and he wants to go up. He wants to be exalted. And it's juxtaposed with, like you said, the mic drop moment where Jesus says, no, no, no. In order to have this spot at the top, in order to be God, this is what God does for the beings he loves. He goes down. He comes down. He suffers. He dies. He dies. He endures torture and suffering because he is so loving of his creation. And the devil had lost the debate in the heavenly realms. All the universe would understand Jesus is Lord. God is good. And the devil's idea was defeated. But because of love. This plan of salvation is still ongoing so that more and more and more people can come to him and not taste death, or at least not taste a forever death in that sense. The picture of God's kingdom and the picture
1: of Satan's kingdom are so clearly stated. We each have a choice to look at that and say, "I, I either want God or I don't want God. But you know what? God is right. And he is able to destroy this idea. He destroyed the evidence that says, you know what? There might be an option that God isn't good. No, mm-hmm. that, that doesn't exist anymore. That that was done away with. And th- the question then remains, why are we still here? And I think you, you answered that a little bit in, in simply saying that God's now the focus is not to kill the idea but that the focus is now to actually win the battlefield of you and me until there's nobody left that will choose him
0: Hmm. yeah it, it, coming to a, a a point at which people clearly choose selfishness in the devil and other people clearly choose Love and God. And the devil's going to lose the argument at the cross. Right now, there's confusion that the devil tries to sow to make this event that has permeated so many levels of society all across the world. Jesus is clearly the most influential human who has ever existed. And uh, it's really, you know, we have ADBC. It's, it, it's huge. But the confusion is real to where the devil can't. If Jesus is real, as the Bible is depicted if if the story is true jesus is clearly the corner you want to be in there's no argument there's no good argument it's all the other arguments that the devil now tries to make that hey god doesn't exist and jesus actually never rose again and hey look at all these other religions that say some good stuff And a lot of religions have some good qualities to them to a degree, but Jesus is the way uh, past this sinful problem that we have past this suffering past beyond death. And Jesus came to reveal that he hates this way more than we do this evil, this suffering, this sin, not us, not sinners, but the sin itself. Yes. Just like I said, God has experienced every evil that ever will and ever has existed. And That's precisely why Jesus came, is for all the terrible things that take place while we're still enduring this earth in its sinful state. Yeah, I love that. I love that
1: God is not willing that any of us will perish. And so that seems like Satan has a short time left, and he is angry. He seems to be getting angrier, and the world continues to downward spiral. And the way that I look at it is that we are still behind enemy lines. We're still in Satan's kingdom. So if we look at the suffering around us and point to God, we're definitely pointing the finger in the wrong direction. We're in Satan's kingdom. This is what Satan's
0: kingdom looks like. This is not what God's kingdom looks like. This is the confusion that the devil has to have in his corner because the devil knows that he's been defeated. The devil clearly is aware that Jesus defeated his idea. And right now, the devil's fate is clear in his mind and he wants to take all of us with him. He does not want us to choose God. He now hates god he hates us no matter what he can act like he can provide us with he is headed for destruction and the confusion that he sows is to try to get us to hate god for offenses that are not to be attributed to god now granted in the christian faith we certainly have a level of of faith in god of when we believe that angels intervene and when we pray and when prayers are answered and certain hardships are avoided but certain hardships aren't avoided nick because we are in this suffering we are in this situation we are in satan's idea of what you know his government would be all about and terrible things happen and terrible things really honestly nick terrible things are useful to the eternal viewpoint that we want this never to happen again if god just had people down here telling a couple lies I mean, not that God's doing it, but just if people were just down here lying a little bit or doing a couple of things, no sin is good. But I mean, we're seeing the full spectrum of what the devil's kingdom breeds and brings about. And there are atrocities on large scale that have occurred and likely will occur and storms and deaths and horrible crimes against each other, all of which can be attributed to Satan, can be attributed to the idea the opposition to God, and that's where we find ourselves.
1: Yeah, the thought that comes to my mind is that there's a a line by Paul that says, don't you know that Jesus can't come until the man of sin is revealed? And, and so we are expecting all of Satan's deceptions, all of Satan's power, the whole of Satan's kingdom has to be shown so that the rest of the universe, angels, any other created beings, all of humanity even, has to see who Satan is. What is he fully capable of? What does life look like in his kingdom? And then it has to be juxtaposed against God's kingdom and God's followers. So we're going to have those people in the world that look like Satan, and then we're going to have those people in the world that looks like God. And, and when I say look like, I mean act like, like they're characters. And so this is something that has to happen all the way, fully to be revealed until and then God can come. Then Jesus can come. And then, Travis, there is something that God has, still has very much in mind with his suffering. And it is that it will end. And that when Jesus comes, at least for those who have chosen him, there is no more suffering. There is no more dealing with the results of the devil being in charge because God has taken the kingdom. He's taken the kingdom back for the sake of Adam And for the sake of all those who have chosen his kingdom and say, you know what? God truly is love. God truly is love. And Satan's accusation that he is not is clearly false. And so we've chosen. We've chosen our sides, each of us. And that's the whole point of why we're still here and why we're still in suffering is so that we can see which side we should choose.
0: As the world pummels towards this prophetic end, as the Bible foretells, a world that becomes increasingly more and more evil will cause us to bend to self. We will decide whom we serve. We are going to be put in a position to where God is certainly calling us. God is certainly calling all of us uh, to come into his kingdom, to fall in love with him, to reject our sinful selves, to learn to fall in love with his way and take on his righteousness so that he can be a sufficient sacrifice in place of what we deserve. We've established evil, evil coming in all these forms of suffering, calamities, of hardship, of sin. And when all of this is now attributed to Lucifer, well, this leaves us still with our loving God. This leaves us with all that he's created, all that he wants for us, each other, you know, uh, sweet fruits, fragrant flowers, a cool breeze, you know, marvelous animals, us, every loved one that you have ever loved and ever will love, uplifting and soothing music, all of it, all these pleasures that God wants us to experience, this other-centered kingdom he wants to invite us into and to begin that change now, uh, to begin loving others, begin loving God, and begin living under these principles now so that we can be a witness with our lives by saying there's a better way there's a better way than self there's a better way than this idea that was brought about by the devil but any suffering that you've had god hates it too and i'd argue god hates your suffering and our suffering as a whole more than we could possibly imagine and that is why jesus came and jesus has already conquered jesus is alive jesus has risen and he is inviting he is knocking at our door asking us to accept him so that we don't have to pay uh, the price uh, as we are all sinful that we deserve, which is death. All, all the goodness can be attributed to God, his plan, his original concept for humanity and existence.
1: That's, that's tremendous. That's tremendous news. I am so grateful that we have the opportunity to see which kingdom we want to be a part of. And, and there's an invitation for all of us to sit at the feet of the cross and to choose God's kingdom of service for each other and love for each other for selflessness versus selfishness. Mm -hmm. And Travis,
0: would you have a word of prayer? I would love to. All right. Dear God, thank you so much that you are love that you are the author of all things good. And thank you for free will so that we can come to you in love by choice. Thank you for free will so that all can see just what the devil and his kingdom results in so that it can never occur again in eternity. God, we love you. Uh, We want to accept you into our hearts as our savior And God, may everybody listening today uh, feel the pull of you and your perfect love. And as we go uh, forth from this place, we just ask that uh, you be with us. And uh, thank you so much for everything you do for us. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. All right. For the rest of the
1: story, what happens to Lucifer? What is hell? Is it forever burning? We'll answer these questions next time on Called by Love. All right, guys, stay blessed.